1: How's everything going in the land of solar this week? Well, we haven't
2: spontaneously combusted, but it's still early in the day, so we will see how it goes.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed.
2: <laughs> fingers crossed, yeah.
1: ooh boy. Yeah,
2: My uh, podcast from last week is getting a lot of attention, a lot of attention from uh, not just our standard listeners, but from uh, some decision makers out there, like, Hey yeah, <laughs> why aren't we begging people to go solar? So I want to thank those listeners out there and continue to share it around because, uh, yeah, we uh, last week if you didn't hear already, we talked about uh, when the when it's super hot, uh, people turn on air conditioning and it stretches the grid to the limit mm-hmm. and past the limit, and then there's tons of announcements. Please turn off your air conditioner and roast and everything <laughs> and. Uh, And I say, well, I raise my hand and say, well, why not we have solar? Because then that will reduce the strain on the grid. And why isn't PG&E paying us to put uh, solar up for everybody? And, uh, yeah, a few people, uh, reached out and shared the podcast around and I got some, some very good feedback. So maybe who knows power the podcast. We'll see what happens, but
1: pretty exciting. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one of those alerts on our phone that says, instead of, Hey, (laughs) save, save the electricity today. Something like, Hey, think about going solar.
2: Go solar today. Yeah. yeah. It's um, because it is, I mean, whenever it's, when electricity is being used the most, that's when solar is the most productive. And so it's it's just kind of a, it it seems so simple, but uh, boy, oh boy. It, and then, you know, this time next month, uh, unfor- you know, fortunately, unfortunately, our phones will be ringing off the hook because during these super hot times, PG&E gets a special super rate going. And what? those-
1: <laughs> what's that <laughs> called? <laughs> uh, Who decided that? Super Tell peak
2: is what it's called.
1: Super and peak. when they
2: changed everyone over to the E-T-O-U, is so, uh, the time of use rates, okay. uh, the super peak rates... Are going to be and people see it on their bills already as high usage rate and uh, it's going to be expensive. They'll be you know if the person's normal summer bill is six hundred, get ready for the first one thousand dollar bill. So I just can't. uh, I I would open that up and I'd throw up. So I'm I'm glad I'm I'm solar already. (laughs) But uh, for those people who do not and ran their air conditioning uh, during those really hard times, uh, they're going to be paying for it. And, uh, it's not, not the end of it for sure. So it's, it's going to keep on, keep on getting hot here in California, but oof, oof, oof. wow. Oh, I, I wanted to play this yes. game with you. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. which was hotter, Las Vegas or Brentwood, <laughs> Northern California during, uh, mm. let's just say yesterday,
1: yesterday, or, uh, mm, I when it was
2: 114, <laughs>
1: so the city of Brentwood,
2: you are correct. It was 114 in Brentwood and 111 in Las Vegas. Ah, take that? that! Yeah, I know no. you got that going for you. Let's make it. So, anyway, yeah, it's very hot and uh, very people are super excited to go solar. So, thank you, everybody, and uh, it's it's great, great business to be in for sure. And we uh, we appreciate all of our customers. We appreciate everyone who's excited about solar power, yeah. and uh, we want you to continue to share this because yeah, there's there's no reason why <clears throat> everyone should be panicking when we have the solution right here, which is solar. So no more blackouts because of that.
1: Yeah. So in case our listeners didn't know yesterday and the day before, we got alerts on our phones. We got all kinds of things saying, Hey, blackouts are going to come if you don't turn off your electricity (laughs) until 9 PM. It actually did apparently save the grid. Uh, so that worked. Uh, but yeah, it'd work a lot better if, uh, Everybody had solar, or more, uh, more obviously, had solar.
2: Oh yeah, it, w- it would certainly reduce the amount, but uh, you know, it's really people. You know, 111, and that means inside their homes is probably 90, 95 degrees without solar. And if you have a yep. two-story home, oof, ouch. And so anyway, so uh, there's something another. T- so we could talk all day about the <laughs> this. Super again. peak.
0: This super was a peak. really, That's really,
2: really good. Uh, <laughs> Really good podcast last week. Uh, and so we're going to have to top it this week. And I mentioned that I had four other topics. This week, I wanted to get to a topic that was in the news briefly, but is something that could have a huge impact for California, especially. And that is an idea uh, I think you and I had, or I had, uh, <laughs> but you wholeheartedly endorsed it, which is sure. so in Northern California, most of the state's water. Uh, for Northern California and Southern California comes from one river, the Sacramento River, which is also referred to as the Delta. And the Delta has, it drains 80, 90% of the water from the Delta, which is snow melt from the Sierras, uh, goes into the San Francisco Bay, which is makes no sense to me when we're in a drought and we have all this water, <laughs> why don't we put a dam there? Uh, but in the meantime, uh, part of that water is diverted into a four bay which is a reservoir and from that four bay there is something called the california aqueduct and that california aqueduct carries the water from the delta all the way down to southern california it would be great if it was sloped (laughs) all the way to southern california but it's not and so what happens is the water goes from the four bay down through the aqueduct until it hits a flat point and then from that flat point there's these These gigantic massive pumps that pump the water over the hill (laughs) and then back down. The water flows back down the hill until it hits another flat point and then back up the hill. And then that's how Southern California gets most, if not all of its water. I'd say probably eh, 60, 70% of their water. Wow. That's a lot. There's a lot of people in Southern California. So it's really important. And for that you know and Cal- water is fresh water is California's biggest resource because of all of the farms and all of the you know all the almond farmers <laughs> that need to have an ocean to uh, grow almonds although I love almonds but in any event it's it made no sense to me why we didn't cover these canals because we do lose you know some estimates say as much as 60% of the water that starts at the delta is lost through evaporation, and when it's so hot, it, these are uncovered canals, you know, that go all, you know, 400 miles <laughs> of canals. So it's kind of crazy. The other crazy part is that these canals they use a ton of electricity. Uh, my understanding is that these pumps that I was talking about, because they have to pump the water all the way to the top of the hill or the mountain. These are the, you know, they use so much power is almost $390 million a year for these pumps, just in electricity costs. And this was like 10 years ago when I looked at it. So let's just call it a cool half billion dollars in electricity that it costs to pump the water from Northern California down to Southern California.
1: Good God. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I would say
2: that uh, the pumps uh, California aqueduct system is uh, PG&E's biggest customer, I, I would venture to say. And I don't think they were conserving any power <laughs> yesterday, uh, turning off their pumps so we could have a grid. But uh, in any event, do you think it makes sense to cover the canals?
1: Uh, I'm sure the devil is in the details, right? <laughs> so, uh, first glance, I know that these are they look cool, you know, the artist renderings and everything. But I, I just I, I think the devil's in the details. So, yes. With a uh, with an asterisk next to the yes for
2: me. Well, you are correct. Uh, But it is, it's worth some investigation. So actually, the state of California is not just covering the canals, uh, but they're going to try a test project in Turlock Irrigation District. So, yeah. uh, And TID is their own electric company and water company that's separate from PG&E, so they can make their own rules and they're not subject to, they're still subject to the CPUC, but they're not Mm -hmm. as uh, highly governed and regulated as PG&E is. So they're going to try it and they're going to put uh, 8,500 feet of solar panels over three sections of Turlock Irrigation District canals, so not the California Aqueduct, uh, but it's supposed to start in 2023, completed by 2024, but these will be not quite floating solar panels, but they will be raised up probably six feet over the canal Mm -hmm. to provide power for these pumps and for water management. So, you know, at $20 million for 8,500 feet, uh, I don't know really, that seems quite a bit. (laughs) And the framing of that has got to be pretty substantial, but there are floating solar panels that have racking that would float on the canals or the aqueduct that I think would make a lot more sense. But yes, I do. I mean, anything to start. I do remember calling back 10 years ago, at least uh, to uh, the California water resource board. Uh, and it said, Hey, you know, is this ever been thought? And they said, never, it'll never work. It'll never work. We've, we've done studies and it'll never work. But I'm glad that, uh, you know, 10 years later, at least uh, that it, University of California Merced uh, that if they were to cover all four thousand miles of of canals in California uh, it would save sixty three billion gallons of water just in evaporation. So,
1: oh my gosh, uh, that's, that's a lot.
2: Awesome. that is a lot, and it would generate thirteen gigawatts of uh, solar pan, uh, solar power. Uh, so one sixth of the state's uh, uh, utility requirement. So it's pretty awesome. And it could happen, but uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable that uh, you know that it's taking so long. But just like the grid, you know, if we had this many gigawatts of solar panels, that would kind of be the end of uh, any kind of grid issues. I would say. So wow. We will see what happens, but yeah, solar on canals uh, definitely makes a lot of sense. Question. Yep.
1: I know that there. I've done a little reading into this i know that there's a couple of other nations that have been doing this for a while now sure so india and china it's not like this is you know just we're the on the vanguard of this uh (laughs) no any idea how those systems are producing and i'm sure they're producing very well and i'm sure it's awesome
2: right uh so Completely agree that, you know, they, they have not these systems have been around. For, that's what kind of gave me the idea it was 10 years ago. I was like, Hey, <laughs> if they have solar on their reservoirs, why don't we put solar on our California aqueduct? Um, hmm. And yeah, the, again, the, the answer is it'll never work, never happen, but it's working. It's, you know, floating solar panels are happening all over the world uh, where the, the panels themselves are not floating, but the racking where the solar panels are, and, and then it has to be airtight or watertight connection to uh for the electrical but it's certainly it's it is available space and it is it should be used um but yeah i they are working fine and no problems as far as i know maybe uh maybe somebody else has some other information but um this is a t- an idea that would save California on its two biggest complaints, you know, water, we don't have any water, and then yeah. it's too hot, and this, you know, we'd be able to run our air conditioning and run our electric cars and have a lot less people complaining. That would be my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I have obviously, uh, other questions, but I'm not sure how granular you want to get.
2: That is good for today. We're already at 13 okay. minutes, so we'll wrap yeah. it up. And-
1: all right, we're going to wrap it up there. Yep. Thank you for taking another 13 minutes out of your week to listen to another episode of Straight Talk Solarcast. If you'd like to hear our past episodes, you can go to our website. It's solarharmonics.com. You click on the podcast link at the top and you'll be taken to a library of our past episodes. If you'd like, to ask Jamie a question for an upcoming episode, you also know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk Solarcast. Send us a message through there, and Jamie will be sure to get to it on another episode of this podcast. And lastly, if you have a friend who's considered going, considering going solar, this is a great podcast to introduce to them because it will definitely save them thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of their system, and as we always say, what better friend is there than that? Until next time.
0: That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast@solarharmonics.com, and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.